0: Art does not exist in a vacuum. The art happens because it is being filtered through my consciousness. But I am very drawn to movies where which use form in a very good way. Because for me, cinema is a language.
1: So, uh, Bhartaj Rangan, who is in 10th standard giving board exams, Time travel to
0: 2021 and looks as, at this Baradwaj Rangan. W- what would go in his head? It's not whether I'm good or not, because that is something that I try to be. It's also the question of whether I'm relevant or not. See, Malalam Cinema in the 80s was was uh, was was this amazing series of works. So it's always a a thrill to discover older films and then say, oh wow, this is what the fuss is all about. This is one thing that 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 people have to understand. It takes money to put out videos that you are consuming for free. They all think I'm the only person there takes all the decisions and Bhardwaj Rangan, why, why are there no subtitles? Bhardwaj why is, why is this not happening? Why is that not happening? It's like, do, do you get existential anytime in life? What's the point of writing anything like that? I, I generally think people in Twitter get excited too much about <laughs> you know, minor things. <laughs> I don't know. I feel there is a lot of political correctness that has come. Human beings are so flawed that I want to see very flawed people on screen. The biggest example in recent times that of what people want, really want. It's the mega success of Bahubali from north to, to south, from east to west. See, anything can happen at any point in time. There is no safety or guarantee in any job. Right? Can yeah. you take it like this? I say this is actually the easiest time for you to become a critic or a reviewer because. Hello, guys, and welcome to another podcast.
1: This one was really, really special because today's guest is someone I really look up to, and I'm sure you all know him and love him, the renowned film critic Mr. Bhardwaj Rangan. And it was just a delight talking and listening to him. He had some great insights about movie reviewing, his career, and the future of movies. Now, if you're listening to this on Spotify, this is actually video podcast on YouTube. You can check it out at YouTube.com com slash The links will be in the description. If you enjoy this audio version on Spotify, do like and follow this series for more interesting discussions coming your way. So sit back, relax and enjoy this one. Alright, so how are you sir, first of all?
2: <laughs>
0: I'm good, thank you. How are you? Been watching all your stuff. You're doing really good work. Thank you, thank you, sir. (laughs) Just
1: want to start with big admirer. I think uh, Ronak's podcast actually helped me, you know, frame these questions for today. And I think for me, it's like my attempt at doing understanding Bhardwaj Rangan, like understanding. I think
0: understanding me uh, (laughs) like this. Yeah, but sure. So good to meet you as well, because I've been following the work that you've been doing. And it's really good to kind of get this this different point of view about Southern films uh, and to get it so consistently. So I think, uh, and that obviously takes a lot of time and your effort from your side. So I'm glad you're keeping at it and uh, good luck. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh,
1: you know, I, I uh, like got to know about you like three years back and when you were starting posting the I videos.
0: Usually people say, <laughs> I started reading you when I was in LKG and I'm like, oh my God, I feel no. 100 years old. So I just love it that you've known me for only three years. <laughs> so, you know,
1: for, for me, it's like uh, I got into cinema only like four or five years back okay like you know for me before that cinema was just okay an occasional thing four times a year in a theater that's it you know so in that sense then when I discovered you and it's like you know that's one of my something that fascinates me that when I watch your reviews when I read your reviews I'm like oh my god this is this is what, you know, happens in my mind too. And, you know, it fascinates me how, you know, someone from, you know, another part of the country with different life and everything, and still, you know, having a same thought process about a movie, that really fascinates I'm not saying that, you know, I know better than you, nothing like that. No,
0: no, I know what you're saying. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, you know, and that's my, you know, aim of this session that try to understand, you know, how you think, how you process things. And, you know, with that, uh, first thing I want to ask: uh, Do you feel uh, sometimes burden of watching everything is is some? Do you get tired of watching films?
0: I no because see the thing is if see, I've been at this for 18 years. I, if I got tired of watching films, I, you can't do this job. You have to love films. Yeah. Uh, films are like like I've so said this many times. They're like people. You know, they're like your relatives, right? You know. Yeah. During the lockdown, you spend every day with let's say your mom, dad uncle, aunt, whatever, whatever. You're going to get bored seeing the same faces, but that doesn't mean there can't be interesting moments as well. Yeah. Uh, I always think of that. It's like, like because it, if you're going to go only after the really great films, you'll be left with just 10 films a year. You know, yeah. it's like, so you have to like films enough to like films despite certain imperfections, uh, you know, try to like things that, that, that are working for you. Uh, and my approach to reviewing has always been, rather than a verdict, I always like to say ABC things worked for me and yeah. this DEF things did not work for me. So whatever it is, you know, so yeah. I rarely, you know, like, like. Uh, otherwise, that's that's always been the way I look at it because I've never found a movie with, I mean, of course, There have been stuff, but rarely have I found movies with all virtues and no vices, or that's so bad that there's nothing good in it. So it's like movies are always somewhere in the middle. So, yeah, I always
1: take the example of food that you know, movie is not a dish, not a cuisine, it's the whole buffet. Yeah, you like thing, you don't like thing, and you cannot, you know, give it one verdict like that.
0: (laughs) See, the thing is also that like a buffet is a good example because if you want to become a reviewer, you have to like all kinds of food yeah. like a food yeah. critic right so you can't say i i don't like indian food it's too spicy then you can't become a, a film a, a food critic you have to yeah. kind of have a that taste for all kinds of food similarly for a film critic you you, you can't just say i like only like the the esoteric malayalam cinema or whatever it is you have to like commercial telugu Tamil cinema you have to like commercial hindi cinema yeah. you have to like i mean and be able to like for example if you say that that like a Radhe is bad, for example, then you should be comparing it with with other movies of its kind. And you should know enough examples of that kind of movie to know why that movie is bad. Rather than just say, Oh, it's just a commercial movie so it's bad you know then there's no point in
1: anything you know uh like i've just been doing it for like a year or two maybe but uh when you watch movies like you need you need time you know you first you need to watch it then write it and it sometimes become a very lonely process in that sense because uh you know it's not something oh i do this and i can you know just free my mind i can do something else because it's keep going on in your head so do you do you do you find it sometimes lonely that the whole process of it
0: well i am an introvert so the loneliness part of writing is inevitable you can't write collaboratively unless you're writing a screenplay or something like that yeah. so you know it's not something that you think about actively it's 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 you write because you like writing yeah uh, i don't write that much anymore but the point is that whatever you do you do because you like doing it i always believe that if something stops being i won't use the word fun but if something stops being interesting for you or if you get jaded then that's always a problem because then you're not doing your job properly because you're kind of uh, letting that feeling affect you. So for me, there was a point this year where I felt that, like, I had to make a choice between video reviewing and uh, and text reviewing, and uh, you know because you know the, there's just so many movies coming out, and it was kind of impossible to keep doing both. Yeah. So so I chose the video medium for now, and uh, yeah, and it takes a different kind of writing for that. I'm trying to be more spontaneous in that. You're trying to tell a story through my reviews rather than just, you know, like say this is good, that is good, that is bad, or whatever it is, but you know, it you keep evolving. And I think that's the key because the liking for movies is always going to be there, but how people consume reviews is going to keep changing. Uh, yeah. You know, earlier reading was the only way, then television came and people started watching TV reviews, reading less. Yeah. Then now, then internet happened, and you know they were reading on the internet for a bit. Uh, it came back again for a bit. Now reading has again taken a back seat. Tomorrow reading may again become like like big again. You don't yeah. know how things work. So, uh, so I think yeah. So it is just. Uh, uh, Yeah,
1: uh, recently, I was doing this same podcast with uh, Raul Desai, Vishal Menon and Suchin. And uh, we were talking about this, you know, the new, uh, new age, you can call it of reviewing that now you can anyone you know, with opinions can with the help of social media can broadcast it anywhere so do, do you think that will indirectly or directly impact the way you do it or you know the way traditionally it's done because not to uh you know judge them but you know it's kind of uh kind of a d- dumbing down of you know okay what is a review oh this is good this is
0: great and that's it like this many stars you know see any review is an opinion there is no denying that yeah. Uh I would like to say that the good a good review is one that gives you an informed opinion yeah it's still going to be whether this worked for me or not, it's still me, right? It's still yeah. my opinion. But hopefully, if I'm a good critic, then I will be able to give you an informed opinion about why I think I'm making the points that I'm making. As opposed to just saying X is acting well, I'll I'll probably give you a scene where something is done, where X did something differently in a different movie or something like that. So, the point is to be able to explain your points, Yeah, that is what is really important and if you do that well I think your review is able to stand on its own as at least, okay, I may not like it but at least this guy likes it and he's given me a convincing reason why he likes it. Yeah, that's the most you can hope for. Yeah. Uh, as to other people doing stuff, it's it's all over the place. Yeah, some people take the tone of trolls. Some people take the tone of you know different things. It depends on what works. You know, sometimes something clicks. Sometimes some sometimes. See, everybody out there is trying to build a persona. Yeah, right. Because that's the most important thing, right? There should there should be something like why do I go and re- watch Baradwaj Rangan? Why do I watch Nona Prince? It's like there's a there's a reason for that, you know. Like, yeah. like people. I'm. I'm I mean. Uh, uh, whether who has bigger numbers, lo- I'm not talking about numbers or whatever it is, but whoever comes, comes for a particular reason because they either, there's something about your way of doing things that resonates with them. I think that's what's really important more than, uh, and I've found my niche as a, I wouldn't say serious critic, but a critic that takes uh, cinema seriously and, and, and tries to, uh, you know, maybe analyze cinema a little bit kind of a thing. So that's become my niche. And there are others yeah. in that niche too. Uh, but if a person doesn't want that, there are other niches as well. See, the beautiful thing about the internet is everything is right. There is no <laughs> wrong thing, right? There is no uh, nothing that's really wrong. Yeah. So uh, I wouldn't say dumbing down is, uh, is happening. I think the world is always, you know, dumbed down because, you know, at one point, you know, people were reading Bottler and and Tolstoy and Victor Hugo and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, there was also these paperbacks of steamy romances and and things like that, that, that kind of, so are we going to go back and say that only one kind is, at the end of the day, people should do what, they like and what gives them pleasure. Life is yeah. short, right?
2: Yeah. So,
0: so I think if somebody likes watching, for example, I have never been able to get these reaction videos. Yeah. I I I have I've tried seeing them. I've tried to see the appeal of them, but I just do not get it. I'm like, why would I watch two or three people? look at a trailer and give a reaction video yeah. uh i don't know I, maybe I've, i haven't watched the right ones or episodes or something but there's something about it that does not work for me but they're very popular they're very popular so how do you uh you know deal with that it's like that's not to say i should make reaction videos but i'm just like you know everybody has a way of, of doing things and sometimes that way clicks and that becomes a great thing. That doesn't mean that you're dumbing down. It's just another way of enjoying cinema. Yeah. A reaction video is just another way of enjoying cinema. It's like, uh, it doesn't mean that everybody has to, you know, don a professor's hat and say, oh, this corner is painted red and therefore, you know, it's, it's some blood or whatever i don't know it's like you know you don't have to do that it's you can just yeah you can do it according to the way you want that's the beauty of the internet earlier like it was just a few people that were allowed to write in magazines and newspapers and they all took themselves very very seriously i love the fact now that you can be on the internet and you can be damn popular and you don't have to take yourself seriously i love that you know because it's like because everybody gets a say everybody gets a, a you know like a way to kind of do that and the definition that everybody will give of a good critic or a bad critic will differ. Yeah. So uh, you know, so it's it, it's it's wonderful. Like, variety is always nice. You know, it's like a, yeah. earlier it was like a Brits only club or whatever it is. You know, like like in like in the pre independence days. Now it's like a janta multi cuisine mall food court. You know, it's like uh like you you can do whatever you want you can get whatever you want you want haka noodles you can get that you want burger you can get that you know it's like and there's so much noise you know you choose what you want and go with it so yeah,
2: yeah. you know uh
1: th- that's the point of action because i started uh the channel through that and i uh it was my i think uh, 12th board exams and i had a, like a long break between exams and i started like binging them and i think what appealed was you know uh Like, it was like, you know, to know someone else's perspective on something you enjoy. And I think doing a trailer reaction is, like, very easy, accessible, just to watch a trailer and, you know, know your thoughts. Uh, And I think recently, this is the new trend of watching movies now. So, you get highlights of them watching the movie and that scene. I'm like, oh, man, that scene, I love it. How would they, you know,
0: uh, know. think about it? Yeah, I get the idea. I just, I'm not able to like i don't see why it's enjoyable i'm, I'm not i i get the I reason agree. for it but it's just yeah it's something that doesn't work for me but yeah but it works for so many people because those things get hundreds of thousands of views so
1: yeah do, do you think uh this debate is similar to uh what scorsese said like with good cinema versus marvel and marvel not being cinemized you know kind of that debate
0: i don't know about that uh for example i thought the last wolverine movie yeah Logan. Uh, yeah, Logan. I thought that's one of the best pieces of cinema I've seen. It, yeah. it had everything I wanted in a movie. It had great story arcs. It had great character arcs. It had great narrative development. The screenplay was fantastic. Uh, the action was terrific uh the the character carried over everything that we knew from earlier i think that's a great piece of cinema it's also a very entertaining piece of cinema and i don't know how to compare it may not be technically marvel or whatever i mean i don't know i don't know i can't like i don't know which one belongs to which world and all that kind of stuff it's a little confusing but but what i'm saying is it's kind of the marvel type of cinema right but i thought that was an excellent 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 film uh but um i love uh Ant-Man. I thought that's one of the most inventive superhero films that I've seen, Ant-Man and Ant-Man part two. Yeah. Uh but but I have also seen a lot of Marvel movies that are just average and don't do much for me. Yeah. Uh for example, everybody loved Wonder Woman. I it didn't do much for me. You know, I I don't know, I, I felt the story was very undercooked and and uh, you know, it was like it felt like very generic. Yeah. Uh whereas you know, the, the the heroine character in Ant-Man, I thought she had much more interesting things to do than Wonder Woman herself, who was, uh, you know, supposed to be the center of the, of the film. So, yeah, I, I don't think that any particular genre of film is wrong, but I can see where Scorsese is coming from because earlier it was easier in the 70s when he started, it was easier to make a film where film is a form of personal expression. Yeah. And now a certain level of, corporatization has happened not just in the movie studios themselves but also in the minds of the of the audience that i don't want to be bored now if you watch taxi driver today there are beautiful scenes that are actually about nothing but they really add to the character of the movie because there are these silent stretches and all those kinds of things but today when you show them to a person like there are people who say the godfather is too long it's three hours they can't watch it so the world changes right it's like a, a, a you can't keep having the same kind of uh, movie for example the irishman i thought i wasn't as impressed by it as as a lot of people were uh but i love the silence i loved i loved that movie i thought it was an amazing film from scorsese but when i saw the but the irishman i was like okay i, I It's kind of okay, but but I I, like I really didn't didn't, it didn't really like become this great thing in my mind. So so yeah, so I I would say that that there is space for all kinds of films. It just has to be done well. Yeah, you know the, the the film has to be done well. It, it doesn't mean that there is only one kind of cinema that's good cinema. Yeah. But what what he means is that, that studios are ready to to invest money in Marvel movies, despite the fact that they cost so much. And, like, uh, you know, they're not able to... You know, there's a certain amount of money that's not going towards a movie. Like, he's not able to make an Irishman. Yeah. You know, whereas... Like they're willing to spend two or three hundred million dollars on 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 I don't know uh, infinity uh, whatever whatever wars, but they're not willing to spread the Avengers movie, right? but they're yeah. not willing to spend one fifty million dollars on Irishmen. But if you look at it from, from the studios point of view, that's very true because if you release a three and a half hour movie about old gangsters, aging gangsters, and them looking back at 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 kind of a thing, it's a very tough sell. yeah it's 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 not like people are going to like, clamor you know to to watch these kinds of films because the audience wants at the end of the day they want entertainment yeah and uh, that's that's kind of you know what happens and uh, you know it's 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 what do you do it's like uh, you need a star you need a uh, for the longest time martin scorsese's biggest hit was i think cape fear uh yeah. which was itself a very genre kind of film uh but then the people got the basic kicks of watching a family being terrorized by a psychopath you know and that's a pretty genre kind of film whereas his uh last temptation of christ and all those films they didn't do that well at all so i think i think there's a difference between you should take what what, yes of course I I respect him and he's one of the greats obviously but this particular time I just thought maybe he's not like really being very you know or maybe it's just frustration that he cannot make the kind of movies that he wants to do anymore yeah Uh, I don't
1: know if you saw the banter going on on Twitter recently uh, between what critics should write and what is an opinion and you know what should be the job so I want to ask you like uh, what is what is your definition of a film critic or a reviewer I don't
0: know what what is this banter? I I, I rarely go on Twitter <laughs> except to. So I think uh, it, it was... uh, I kind of uh, retweet my own stuff so that you know more people visit my website, <laughs> yeah. YouTube site, uh, uh, and and kind of this thing. So I I really don't participate much on Twitter. What is? Yeah. I think thing? it
1: was uh, it was some mo- uh, some more people on the industry as well as Taapsea, Uh Like I, Oh I mean, the,
0: given... the the con I yeah, yeah. I kind of somebody told me about it that about Hasin Dilruba, right? Yeah. It's like a uh, yeah. So what's it again? Uh, what is so, my
1: Yeah, what is your definition? What is a job of a critic or a film reviewer?
0: Uh, I know this is probably my definition, but I look as a film reviewer as somebody who basically reviews a film like a product and says, go watch it or don't watch it. It's like an Amazon product review. Okay. So whereas the f- film critic is more like somebody who analyzes a film and is able to, uh, you know, say this is working and that is not working. Like I thought, I thought for instance, Haseen Dilrubah was, was quite an interesting premise. There were parts of it that really worked for me. There were parts of it that kind of I thought could have been worked on a little better. Uh, I didn't dislike the movie or anything. like. Like that But I didn't love it either. Yeah. But there was a certain pulp sensibility that was kind of fun to watch throughout, you know, that was like, a, you rarely find somebody writing in that kind of pulp tone throughout and from a uh, in a female centric kind of movie. Yeah, because female-centric movies are usually—it's very rare to find pulpy female-centric films. Would you count Aruvi in that? Aruvi is not pulpy, no.
1: Like the the whole uh, interview part and uh, that's not
0: pulp. It's that's okay. more like a like a satire. That's more that's that's not. I'm talking about like pulp flavor. You know the that the books that that Tapsi reads.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: that flavor is what they've tried to capture in the movie, and yeah, I have never seen a movie where a woman-centered movie where the predominant flavor was pulp. Yeah, you know where you're not. This is not a movie where you're supposed to believe it. Yeah, this is the movie where you're supposed to like be. It's supposed to be an outrageous film. Yeah, you know, like 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 like. she came and then she had an affair with the brother-in-law or what she did this and she. It's supposed to be uh, sensational, you know. Yeah, without necessarily making it's like you want to keep turning the page that's the whole point of pulp right it's yeah. like we're not it's not a realistic world it's more yeah. of, a, of a thing that that you know oh this happened oh my god that happened that's that's the tone that they tried to done and i thought that was an interesting thing to watch uh so you're saying that created a, a war about whose critics and are not yeah, so it uh, right?
1: basically was that, you know, uh, how you are creating it and you're making joke of our art or this is not how you should, uh, you know, no, write about I, it. That I
0: think is, is what? I mean, What what is it, right? Like, uh, see, at the end of the day, if you put your work out, I am as entitled to make, like, give my opinion about a topsy film yeah. as topsy is entitled to give an opinion about my review. Yeah, it's not like I'm some you know some super pedestal guy who cannot whose reviews the final word or something like that. So you know she's worked hard on the film. Maybe something she felt people weren't getting or something. I haven't read the reviews really, so I don't know what what the per, the exact was but yeah i mean i i generally think people in twitter get excited too much about <laughs> minor things i don't know it's like I, I, you know when somebody told me this was happening i was like really this is a thing like okay whatever
1: so uh so, so what what's your relationship with movies uh you know like uh for example for me the movies above everyone else the actors the directors uh you know uh in, in that sense that uh, w- whatever the movie is I'm just, you know, the merit of the movie matters to me, not who made it, how they made it, all of those things should not uh, matter to me, you know, that's not, that should not be like if a movie, a great movie is made in pandemic, being made in pandemic is not a reason it's a good movie, you know, in that sense.
0: Yeah, sure. That See, you cannot give excuses for a movie. Like, I I, I have a review coming out tomorrow, which which kind of was a tough review to do. It's a movie made with a very, very low budget. You know why there's a certain amateurishness about it. Yeah. But that cannot be the reason you say, therefore, you know, you should excuse it because, you know, this we live at a time where people are making great quality movies with their iPhones. Yeah. You know, so you know this cannot be an excuse that that you don't have a because at the very least, even if your budget for technicalities uh, is not much, you you have you can still write a very strong script, right? So yeah, I don't think uh, you know excuses like that should go into a movie, or or the fact that X person made a movie should should kind of affect uh, a thing, but. I am very drawn to movies where which use form in a very good way because for me cinema is a language and I love directors that use that language well yeah. uh, and and. Uh, like even if the movie itself is a little flawed, I love watching the shots, the way they flow, the way the shots are cut, uh, the way uh, certain certain events are portrayed. Uh, for me, that gives me a big high because you know that that's that's the whole thing, right? It's so many people. Yeah. We are such a dialogue reliant country that that we often forget to. Uh, you, I mean, to be fair, maybe it's also the fact that that our audiences they like to hear it rather than than watch it in a certain way but but then you know it it is lovely to watch certain directors kind of a thing so i have a big fondness for what i like to call the noble failure which is like a movie that that is not a perfect film and and they try to do something and and i know that it's not a perfect film and it's not a something but i i have i love that term noble failure that yeah. they tried uh, uh, but it's something that i would rather watch than some anonymous movie with with some great message or content or something like that but which has yeah. no craft or no this thing because for me that that does not do anything at all yeah.
1: so. so jagme tandeeram would be that right noble failure
0: Uh, It would be a noble failure. I think it's a very underwhelming film. Uh, But I think I don't, I didn't find it as unwatchable as everybody else said it was. I mean, I was like, I mean, come on. I mean, the way everybody was talking about it was like, like, it's the worst movie on earth. And I was like, what? I mean, it's not unwatchable. It's definitely underwhelming. Sure. It's definitely not coming together. But is it unwatchable? No. I mean, I I didn't, I didn't find it unwatchable. So, (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I remember you talking about in your review that uh, the in the climax uh, the pre-interval scene where the cameras just keeps moving and moving and moving and I, I'm also you know someone who very fond of these things and you know uh, again I have this metaphor for that you know every filmmaker has a paper uh, someone will just you know wrap it up and make a ball and you know play and you'll have excitement and two hours later after watching the movie it goes out in the gutter and then someone makes a plane you know yeah someone makes an origami you know it's like so uh, like that's that's how you know it's like you have you have visuals, you have audio. Use it to tell the story, not just you know. Okay, this is this this is this is this. Yeah. I think that 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 I think that what you know uh, differentiates a good and a great movie for me. And I would like to know what what's your uh, differentiation, anything like that. Uh, not not That's- saying a good or great movie, but something that uh, you know. Uh, makes the film stand out for you okay this this is the reason film stands out for me
0: Uh, there could be many reasons it could be just powerful storytelling yeah Uh, it could be a great performance it could be you know the way the movie goes over cliche territory but yet kind of finds new ways to uh, energize those cliches yeah it could be many things it could be uh, like uh, it could just be the way the songs are staged I mean there are so many pleasures that the movie the movies that are a combination of all the art right it could be the way a scene is written like uh it could be several things so i really you know I, it's very hard for me to say what makes a good movie and what's a great movie or a or a thing because like like i said for me it's all about these are the things that worked for me and these are the things that didn't work for me i guess a great movie would be something like let's say the godfather where yeah almost nothing does not is, is everything works for you. Like, there's literally nothing that you want to cut away from that movie. You know, it's like, it's just everything is so perfect in that movie that you just do not want anything to go from that movie. So... Yeah.
1: You know, I, I keep having this uh, debate with my viewers and, uh, you know, it's about... I, I feel that they cannot be a perfect film, you know? If it happens, then it's over, you know? You can stop making films because it's done. You know, that that's my perspective on art. That, you know, there's no perfect art. Because when you, uh, you know, as, as human... As humans, when we achieve perfection, we'll stop doing anything because we have already attained the maximum. Uh, so, in that sense, uh, do, do you have any thoughts on that?
0: Uh, I maybe, maybe I'll look at it a little differently. I think it is possible to attain perfection in art uh, because at the end of the day, art does not exist in a vacuum yeah art is something that is perceived by uh let's say you're the painter and i am the person who's viewing the art is it happens because it is being filtered through my consciousness. Yeah, I'm looking at the painting and I am getting certain sensory uh, signals that is making me look at this or look at that or kind of a thing. So I could find something perfect and, and just be overwhelmed by it. But the other thing about art is also that it changes over time. Yeah. Like, what, like a film you watched at one point may work better years later or a film that you watched and loved at one point may not work for you a little later because you're in a different place then yeah so that way i think art is a very like like people treat art like a solid for me it's like a liquid you know that that's saying like art is something that takes the shape of the bowl it's poured into yeah and that bowl is the person yeah like you know so when you look at art like it depends on how that person is wired themselves yeah and and that art becomes that thing viewed through that person rather than some inf like something that has only one meaning and uh like like something that is inflexible and 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 just a solid thing that is hanging on the wall or something like that so yeah so
1: uh bhartha who is in 10th standard giving board exams time travels to 2021 mm-hmm. <laughs> and looks as at this bhartha Rangan w- what would go
0: in his head <laughs> I would be maybe not very surprised because I was always interested in writing and films and all that. Uh, But I think I might have been surprised to have made it a career uh because i at that point i did not know that this it was possible to make this a career so that's yeah. definitely there but yeah uh one thing that i'm always surprised by is that like i always you know used to think that i'm a writer primarily and uh now i'm doing so much video that that this aspect of it would have definitely surprised me that 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 I'm doing this stuff in front of the camera and and I think that would have that would have been a bit of a surprise for me. Yeah, yeah, you know, one thing I something that
1: affects me also is like, you know, how do you build credibility, you know, when uh, I mailed you first and you said, you know, you watch your video, my videos, I'm like, Oh, my God, you know, he's the legend in this, uh, you know, in this area, and uh, I, you know, someone you look up to and then you know, uh, when you hear that you're like, Oh, my God, you know, uh, that means my voice matters in a sense and then you feel like uh, and I think that's what happens when you read negative comments not the abuses and anything but it's when the comments hit your insecurities that really hampers you Uh, how how do you if you deal with that And you know over the years because I think in Ronak's interview you mentioned that you know uh, when you started there was no one to look up to you know at least we I have you to look up to and you know see okay how he you know went through his career
0: no what I meant there was that there was there was nobody doing this kind of like like really really long reviews, you kind of yeah. a, you know with with, with basically Raja Sen was at Rediff, uh, Jai Arjun Singh was doing some stuff, and and I and a few others, we were the first of the blog generation of critics, and at that time blogs were exploding in a big way. This I'm talking about 2003 type like 2002 2003. So we were among the first people who actually started writing very very personal reviews and very very long reviews. Like earlier reviews are more like like a summation yeah whether you would like it or not but what we were doing is like i i i i like this i so the i became the thing so it's like i'm seeing this i'm not writing this review for you or whether you will like it or not but i liked it because of xyz reason or i did not like it because of xyz reason so that is how the this we kind of you know came up uh so i think that's that that has kind of been what it is now and now that i has become magnified so much more with social media and with the with the internet right because everything is about your own voice yeah the writing has always had a like a bit of the persona of the writer in it like like for example, even in fiction, you know there are certain famous writers that you look up to and all that kind of stuff. But now it's even more so because you've got to put out a face out there or a or a or a style out there that that makes people uh, you know look up to, uh, want to come back to you. So I would I always use the word relevance. It's just like it's not whether I'm good or not because that is something that I try to be, yeah. uh, and that that is something that that is out of my control because I can only do the review the way. I can. Uh, it's up to the person to judge whether I'm good or not. It's also the question of whether I'm relevant or not. Yeah. Are people still coming to me after 18 years? Are people still watching me after 18 years? Are people still reading me or, or calling me for interviews after 18 years? Yeah. That means there's a bit of relevance still there. That means that people still care about what I have to say. So I think the day this stops, that means you stop being irrelevant because, you know, you're kind of like out of that, right? You're now no longer, people no longer uh, care about what you have to say or not. And I think that becomes when you're pushed out of the system. Yeah. Uh, because I have a lot of people who ask me How do I become a critic? How do I become a reviewer? This, that, and all that. I say this is actually the easiest time for you to become a critic or a reviewer because you have every form of dispersing your review available. You want to do a video, you can do a video, you can do a podcast, you can do a podcast. If you want to do a, like a text thing, you can tweet it out and all that kind of thing. So there is no, uh, how do I put it? There is no barriers. Barriers. So it's just like, it's it's just, you put it out there and see where it goes. Uh, But if you're asking me, what is a guaranteed way of becoming a popular critic? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. It's like uh-huh. uh, everybody's path is uh, you know so different. So I don't know that. Yeah. You
1: know I I love your social media game, <laughs> if you want to call that. Like I think you're the most coolest uh, reviewer out there because uh, the banter you have with Vishal Menon. <laughs> oh
0: okay. <laughs> you know that's that's... only I think I think I only talk to Vishal <laughs> once in a while, and with certain <laughs> other things. Yeah, it's just like. Uh, yeah. Uh, you I would not I would not call it as so much a game as. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, it's just one of the few people that I you know feel comfortable talking to on Twitter so that's all I love the way
1: you take criticism because even I think recently I saw on Twitter the people there were people who were complaining about the thumbnail of one of the interview and you shared it you know you, you re- retweeted it you know and and I think that's that's something really important to stay relevant
0: I don't know if that's the relevant part but my point is that it's like uh, if, you know if I'm tweeting retweeting things good things that people are saying about me then if I feel there's a value point. See, we all exist in a very weird ecosystem, right? Thumbnails, have to attract people, Yeah, it's like the equivalent of deciding whether you need a song in a movie or not. Yeah, You know, let's say you make a great movie, but the distributor says you need one song in the movie because, you know, that's going to help me publicize the movie. You know you don't like to do that, but sometimes you want to do that. Because I know that the interview with Pitjiraj is a good interview because he was very open, the conversation was really flowing, I could feel the energy, all that kind of stuff. But then how do I sell this interview? You know, that becomes the, the important thing because the people who watch me will always watch it the people who like pithviraj will watch it the idea is also that you are not doing this for free you are do like like you this is one thing that 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 people have to understand that it takes money to put out videos it takes money to put out videos that you are consuming for free yeah okay it takes money for me to hire light people, sound people, camera people, uh label mic, uh, you know, uh, set up the, the maybe sometimes pay for the location, yeah. Uh you know, it takes money to do all that. And then it takes a lot of chasing to do all that. After all that you want, and you're getting it for free because you don't want to pay for it. So I'm saying I agree that was a cheap headline, uh thumbnail title, yeah. but I also want, like it was a tough call, yeah. you know, which you take with people because it's a tough call because you know that the interview is not cheap interview yeah. the interview is not a bad interview it's not like gossipy it's not something it's a very very solid interview but it's like a poster so i'm like acknowledging the fact that i live in this ecosystem where i have to do such a thing yeah and my way of acknowledging it is retweeting it so i'm not going to answer you because like like i don't owe anybody an answer because it's 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 the channel that we run but you are consuming things for free see i would say that at least with movies you pay 120 bucks and or 200 bucks or 500 bucks or whatever it is so you earn the right to complain yeah right here you're getting content for free so there are certain compromises that have to be done because how do we recoup the costs that we are putting into this thing that we are going to give you for free so i think that makes sense yeah that's that's a thing so I mean, I try my best to have interesting non-star-oriented things, but then we are also controlled by certain market forces, like there are business heads who say, try and do this, try and do that, and all that kind of stuff. So it's not like, you know, the minute every, anything happens the film components out, they'll say, they all think I'm the only person there who takes <laughs> all the decisions and why is why are there no subtitles why is why is this not happening why is that not happening it's like you know it's not just me it's a team you know they're, they're, yeah. it's a, so it's like uh uh i take care of the creative aspect of it of putting out like a video or whatever it is uh there's an editor there's a producer there's all these kinds of people for me my main thing is forget the thumbnail that's that's more like a poster yeah concentrate on the interview if you think the interview is worth it that's all that is if you think the interview is a piece of shit tell me like yeah. like it's a crap interview I, yeah it's okay i mean if i do five good interviews it's very unlikely that i'll do five crap interviews because the chemistry is not there the either i'm not in a good zone or the interviewee is not in a good zone or maybe they are look they're like you know we don't have time to establish a rapport yeah. a lot of things can happen so yeah so i mean it's impossible to be at the top of your game every single time. So Yeah,
1: definitely. I think if uh, if the content is good, I don't
0: mind a clickbait title, you know it's Yeah, and, and, and see the thing is also that I don't think it's that when, when that Prithviraj interview happened, it wasn't for me that clickbaity because what he was meaning by that is because he belongs to Mamuti's generation kind of in a way, yeah. and even though it's technically more of Dulkar's age, still he ha- that bit is there in the in the yeah. interview.
2: Yeah. So it, a context wasn't, context behind it, it wasn't yeah. it
0: wasn't randomly some some you know, something there.
2: Yeah.
0: But yeah, I can understand why people would think it's clickbait and it is kind of clickbait. I mean I want people to watch the interview, right? Yeah. It's like I d I don't want to spend all this effort and all this money. My company's money, and then uh, you know, have have nobody <laughs> watch it. It's like, what's the point, right?
1: Yeah, uh, I know that you don't, uh, you know, look back at your life uh, like you know, uh, regrets or something like that. Uh, but still, I want to ask: Are there any regrets you have? You know, maybe something
0: no it's a see uh, i have been touchwood very very fortunate i chose a career without any idea uh of of whether i would it would work for me or not uh i know a lot of people who who want to follow their passion yeah and uh you know they they end up not succeeding you know it's like a it's 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 the the competition is insane uh you know what so i i think you know i i cannot complain uh thing and plus i think regret is a slightly useless emotion because it's about something that 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 you think you should have done but i wish sometimes that we lived in a place where people you know read more you know were willing to engage a little more weren't so easily that they took the time to understand an issue before they started fighting about it or whatever it is uh yeah but yeah, so you know, but 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 the I mean, and that's one of the reasons I don't go much on Twitter. For example, today <coughs> I uh, uh, I was fairly emotional in the morning because Dilip Kumar passed yeah. away, and uh, like like. You know, as a child, I've seen a lot of his uh, films on TV and this and that and all that. And, you know, Raj, Dev, Dilip, the last, he's the last link to that era and all that. All those fantastic Nashadrafi Rafi songs. And I was like, like, so I was a little sentimental in the morning. And so Amitabh Bachchan had this uh, tweet saying, uh, it'll all, it, it'll all, Indian cinema will always be pre Dilip Kumar and post Dilip Kumar or whatever, something like that. I mean, I don't know what the exact word was. And in my mood, I just said, well, I agree with the general sentiment, but it's, it's Hindi cinema, not Indian cinema. Yeah. Because unlike the US, we don't have one common language. Yeah. Where you can say American cinema. Yeah. There is no such thing as Indian cinema. Like, like it's a lump because there's there's Hindi cinema, there's Tamil cinema, there's Telugu cinema. When, when an MGR dies, will you say uh, a Tamil leader dies or will you say an Indian leader dies? It's a yeah. Tamil leader. Yeah. Right? And there's nothing wrong about it. Similarly, Dilip Kumar never made anything but Hindi films. So, it's a Hindi film icon and one of the greatest icons. But then if you call him an Indian film icon, then then when, when a southern icon passes away, then you've got to call them an Indian film icon and not a Malayalam star passes away or Tamil yeah. star passes away or something like that. Because what is that? It doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like assami star passes away, Gujarati star passes away. What is that? Yeah. You know, because half of the people downside don't know who Dilip Kumar is. They have no idea. They have not seen his films. I would say three quarters of the people don't know who he is. So like like you know to say call him this great uh you know so that something set it off in me but then I, you know, people started uh, you know, getting very thing about it. And and then I the minute I saw a couple of responses, I, I just went off. I I just uh, I just you know, shut the the tab because it's like uh, Twitter is the place where, you know, you kind of you're there till the the mood is nice and the minute the mood turns bad you just get away from there so you yeah. don't want to be there when the mood is bad so yeah i sense the mood is getting a little bad because they were all like you know that they were like oh my god how dare you say this and kind of a thing so yeah and this is just after i wrote this very long bit about him saying what a great man he was and things like that and after i wrote a tweet saying uh you know like like oh my god such a legend and this and that and all that kind of stuff so it's like you know it's I don't know. But yeah, but it's <laughs> yeah. It, it's easy to get, you know, excitable, I guess. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, is it is it something
1: uh, you yourself experienced, but, uh, you know, the newer generation will never? Is that something
0: like that? Um, I think one of the things that we experienced uh, as kids was uh, because there was not such a flow of, of movies. Uh, we used to see a lot of older films on the big screen. Yeah. So I have seen I have seen Sholay on the big screen. Even though when actual Sholay was actually released, it I was like very very young. So it's like it's like I was not kind of this one. But uh, but I've seen it later. I have seen Hollywood classics like Lawrence of Arabia on the big screen. Ben-Hur I've seen on the big screen Ten Commandments I've seen on the big screen because in those days uh, old movies used to be come to the big screen I've seen Mother India on the big screen I've seen Mughalism on the big screen Wow. Uh, and this is all stuff that long before I was born right Yeah. Uh, but today uh, theatres don't do that they they just have in the US they have revival theatres where they show older films but today here it's like nobody shows older films because I guess it's also because you have so many people like you know you can just download it at Lawrence and everybody has a big screen TV or something like that yeah but it is still something to see like a Lawrence of Arabia or a Guns of Navarone on like in a theater you know like on the 70mm screen and uh you know that that famous scene where Omar Sharif first makes his appearance and it's a speck of dust and he's coming towards you and and you know that that whole thing is happening uh no amount of of uh of, uh, the big screen is its own thing, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. like, any. I mean, if, even if you take a today's movie, like a Logan, we were talking about a Logan. You yeah. see Logan on the big screen, the impact is so much more than when you see uh, something on the small screen. See, yeah. I, I genuinely believe that the movie will still work. If the emotional beats are all there, the movie will work regardless of whether you see it on a phone or a, or a tablet or a TV or a or a big screen yeah. the movie will still the basics of the movie will still work because you will still be involved in the plight of the characters but I'm talking about the effect of the film yeah. the, the, the you know the sound and the and the image the size of the image and, and the projection and all that kind yeah. of stuff so I think that's that's been something that I and I've watched a lot of Indian films like that you know, that's how I know so much about older Tamil and Hindi films because I've actually watched them nonstop uh, on you know on bigger screens. So yeah, yeah, it's a it's that that's that's one thing. And uh, I also was very lucky that that I grew up like in my when I was in my. Uh, you know, when at a very young age, I got exposed to the films of Benegal and, and Govind Nihalani and all those kind of, because we used to keep showing them on TV. And so I developed a taste for uh, art cinema at a very young age. And I think that really helped as well because, you know, it, it's the older you get, the more difficult it is to kind of develop newer tastes. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's another thing that I think today's generation might miss because, you know, I don't think, first of all, anybody watches TV anymore. And uh, even if they did, I don't know if you're going to go and seek out uh these films kind of thing so yeah yeah but i think yeah everything has its time and I, if you ask today's kids they'll say they have so many more advantages because they can easily see films they can torrent it they can you know there's so much of there's amazon there's netflix there's all these things yeah uh, you don't have to struggle uh, to watch a film because i used to have, i used to go to the usis library uh, and they every wednesday evening they used to show a hollywood classic that's how i i used to see the classic because it is not available elsewhere so yeah. so you know, now it's so much easier to watch films. So yeah, that, I, I, I don't think there's there's thing. But but those particular things, I think, help me personally. Yeah. You know, uh, you're talking
1: about so many movies and uh, like uh, as I got into Malayalam cinema, I, I saw the like the newer ones, and then I was told, oh, this is nothing. Go back in the 80s and 90s. I'm like, okay. You know, and, and I had that same thought process, you know, that, okay, it's old movies. How good can that be, you know? And, you know, then I watched an Apu trilogy, which came out in uh, fifty six, And it blows away my mind that, you know, they did that. You know, then I recently saw Shole with my father again. I had the same experience as I think my best experience in theater was when I was Avengers, the recent ones, because the whole crowd is you know we are together like crying yeah. laughing everything and i had the same experience watching sholay and and recently i watched iruwar i my mind is blown away you know it's like uh i think when you start appreciating it it makes more sense watching these classics and you understand what's you know what, what what's the buzz all about
0: Yeah, and also, but on the flip side, I would also say that it's okay, like, if you don't relate to, you know, some people will just not relate to something. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, something might have been a big hit back then, a cult classic or whatever it is, but now today, it, it might not be like films go out of fashion yeah. you know sometimes so uh, yeah but but yeah it, it's it's always a, a thrill to discover older films and then say oh wow this is what the fuss is all about
1: you know I was watching uh, Thanya Vartanam I think uh, Mahmoodi's film and they have this you know uh, shaky cam they're running with the camera I'm like oh my god you know we, today also people like it's you know with the stabilization and everything people enjoy it but in that time and that that adds to the effect of what the film is trying to show that yeah. he's losing it and it's it's just outstanding
0: again you know when you look at uh, any language cinema there's a tendency to kind of sometimes club but see Malalam cinema in the 80s was, was, uh, was, was this amazing series of works and similarly Tamil cinema of the late 70s early 80s there's like a great body of work out there uh, it's 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 like there are phases in which every industry has produced great work. So, yeah. you know, like today the trend is to say, you know, oh, Bollywood is trash, and you know, like, like, oh, only Malayalam cinema is great, and everything else is like uh, Tamil cinema is bad, and and like Telugu cinema is terrible, and all this is like. But then, you know, when you when you ask uh, like a Malayalis from Kerala, sometimes some of them say things like, oh, these are all movies meant for people outside. You know, we actually prefer the older films and whatever yeah. it is. So it's it's all subject it's like you know yeah. how you react to them so you know I've, I've heard stories about how Bergman's films were more appreciated internationally than inside Sweden Yeah, I think you talked about the
1: advice but uh, D- do you get existentials anytime
0: in life about criticism?
1: yeah about life about like what what's the point of writing anything like that
0: ever happens <laughs> no uh, <clears throat> there is a point the point is that that you're trying to convey your opinion about a film an informed opinion about a film yeah I mean it's it's not a what i'm saying is you do from time to time i think everybody questions the path they've taken and and sometimes for example like i told you you know there's there's a, there's a there's two movies dropping every week you have to do two interviews every week you know it yeah. sometimes it feels like a treadmill you know like yeah. like you wish you had a job where you were part of a team and and there were other people to pick up the slack on days when you were not fully out there but you know this is rewarding in its own way so yeah. yeah you know i think just counter blessings you know it's like it's like there are so many people who want to be where you are yeah and uh if you've achieved that then there's no point in trying to like dissect it and try to see you know what's not great about it or whatever it is yeah. of course that will happen only if you're not enjoying your job yeah i think now you do have like like jobs happening uh like where where people do all kinds of things so it's today like there are many people who, you know, unlike unlike when I was growing up where the, where you could either become a doctor or an engineer or a chartered accountant or like the five or six things that you could become a lawyer, etc. Today, anybody can become anything, you know, there yeah. you know people become graphic designers, photographers, you know, and they know this at the age of 12 that I want to you know, like, it's, it's like, I don't know how that happens, but because <laughs> the exposure is also so much more yeah. because of the internet and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I would say that, that there is always a, a chance of like, you know, where you, you can tend to over overthink, but uh, I would say don't because, you know, it is what it is. And you, are, if, if you think something is not working, then do something to address that yeah. uh, rather than, you know, having these existential crises and and things like that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: you know, I, I actually recently found out that uh, you have uh, written two movies also and uh, your future, you are planning to do one more. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm someone who came from that, from making movies into this and uh, you said you know you want to explore that and you loved it a lot so do you think when you make movies and you understand what goes behind a movie uh, uh you understand when you're reviewing a film you understand what went wrong easily and you are more maybe biased if it's not the right word but uh to uh, to basically you know if someone who doesn't understand the making is just watching the film for what it is uh you know they'll be like okay i didn't like this this was bad and this all and we know something okay that's what rang with the camera. Okay, screenwriting—they went wrong in this part of it. You're
0: more understanding of the film, but that's what I earlier said, right? Informed opinion. Yeah. uh See, I was always reading screenplays long before I started writing screenplays. I was always like interested in in the in the thing. That is why the reason I wrote was not not to kind of understand how to write a screenplay. Yeah. It was more because I was like I was reading them and I was like wow I think I can do this so that's that's what really led me to that but I think that fundamental understanding of why a film works you don't have to write a movie or, write or anything like that I think you just have it in you, or you don't have it in you. Like, like, like. There are. See, the thing is, you should watch a film from your brain and from your heart, and and it should really, it should. You should really like cinema. You know, to kind of. And 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 I think what today a lot of people do not do uh, is that they see like fiction, like anything, any art. It is your job to submit yourself to the work of art. Yeah. So you should enter the world of the film and try to engage with that world rather than expecting the film to reflect your perception of the world. Yeah. So today, I think that's becoming more of the kind of reviewing that we're seeing, that, that people want films to reflect the way they think about the world rather than go into the film and say, this is the film's world. It may be different from my world. For the sake of the movie, I've got to stay in that world for... It's like... It's like Avengers. When you're able to enter the Avengers world and stay there for two hours, then why aren't you able to enter a social films world, which is maybe different from your worldview, for yeah. two hours and and stay in that that worldview, yeah. right? Because it's it's it, everything is ultimately fiction, right? So yeah. why should fiction be? I feel there is a lot of political correctness that has come and and it is because the point is that it wants people to be portrayed a certain way, and my my. Thing is that human beings are so flawed that i want to see very flawed people on screen
2: yeah
0: and and i don't necessarily want to see people who like i love it if somebody did did something and got away with it rather than be punished for his sins and get a moral science letter or uh, lesson at the end or something like that why it doesn't yeah. happen in real life yeah. why should it happen in films yeah. it's fiction it's that director's fiction you know yeah. why should why should we impose our worldview on that yeah you know so yeah, it's a it's, uh, but I think that's how a lot of criticism has, has become these days, and that's also become popular, so that's probably how it's headed anyway. So, I'll, I'll uh, like
1: flip the question now. Do you think having reviewed movies because it's one thing okay watching movies, but you are you know literally documenting it what worked, what didn't work? Do you think that, uh, of course, will help in mo- your when you are writing, or that doesn't matter?
0: <laughs> no, when you're writing, you're constructing a world, and I don't think. See, I think that, that comes more from the, all the fiction that I've read than the movies that I've seen. Because, fiction, see, everything is about whether you're writing a book or writing a movie it's all about architecture right yeah it's about the characters it's about the architecture of the story it's about how you want to tell it yeah you want to start with a flashback you want to start with the thing because flashbacks are not just a movie technique it can also be in books also you can you know you can start with the adult person and then go back the second chapter can be the same person as a child which in movies you'd call a flashback but in a book it's just like that so so i would say a lot of the screenwriting that that I have tried to do came more from the fiction than from anything else. Yeah.
1: You are, okay? Whenever some people say film critic, right? We don't uh, relate them to any commercial or mass cinema. But you are the one. You are like always rooting for it. I think I love that fact. You know, <laughs> like I would love love to have a session. You know, some other time, touch talking about commercial movies. And mostly you see, you know, that people don't uh, the the film critics don't really like commercial films. They're like, you know, this this is not good. This is not that. But you are someone. Uh, who's maybe optimistic about it. You like, okay, they did something new at least. I'm really happy. This is fun. This is enjoyable. And I think that roots from, you know, you have watched them throughout your life.
0: Yeah. And I think you'll, even when you talk to Vishal, he would have told you the same thing, right? Yeah. Because, see, it's about, see, this is a way of making film. There is no, there is no genre that's bad yeah it's only bad films. The genre itself cannot become bad. So you have to understand what a masala movie is if you want to appreciate a masala movie. yeah now, if you don't know or if you don't have the taste for it and if you've only been watching English movies all your life and if you've only been listening to English music all your life, then suddenly to get into the zone is going to be very difficult because it's like 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 you know having sandwiches and suddenly being asked to eat a very spicy food or something like that. So it's a big shock to the system. But if you've been eating it throughout your life, then that's the movies you grew up on. Right. It's like it's not like you started like at age two, you're watching uh, Kurosawa or something like that. These are the movies that the general movies are the ones that you grow up on. Yeah. And I think that's the that's the thing that you kind of... See, for me, a movie is a movie. I, I don't know if I would say commercial or art. I, the only reason I say commercial or art is because it's meant for many people versus it's meant for uh, uh, festivals or whatever it is. That's the only difference that I make. Uh, otherwise, a movie is a movie. Yeah. You yeah. judge it with the kind of movie that it's trying to be. Yeah. So, if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, you know that that that's all there is to it. So it's like uh, you know, you you there's no that you can't compare genres, you know. Yeah. Uh, in the sense that that it's very difficult to kind of compare uh, genres. Like like for example, if you take influence, who do you think is a better filmmaker? If you take filmmaking, you would say Scorsese is a better filmmaker than George Lucas. But if you take influence on the filmmaking landscape, yeah, George Lucas has is miles ahead of Scorsese. Yeah. it's also about how that right because film is also about like legacy and things like that so yeah. what what happened then uh, all that kind of stuff so so i think these are complex things that any art art kind of you know it it, it works it doesn't work you just have to be at a place where you're very open to receiving it and taking it seriously like i would take a simba as seriously as i would take some any other film and i would then say within that world is it working or not yeah like i'm not like because otherwise then why are you even going and watching and reviewing that movie like it makes no sense right because yeah. then you might ask might as well ask somebody else to review that movie so what, what do you think because in you know Hindi industry
1: commercial film they, are, they they don't really know today how to make a commercial film you know I don't remember I enjoyed. Uh, a commercial movie like I did for Master and KGF so what do you think is the reason is is it the cultural thing that you know in South we have they have been making it for so long they know how to make it well or uh, is it just the execution problem
0: no I thought Super 30 was a very well made masala movie
1: super 30 was well. I,
0: I really really enjoyed that movie I thought it was a really well made masala movie after a very long time I was like wow this is really really something but I think the main problem uh, okay not a problem but the main thing with Hindi films right now is that uh, most of the filmmakers are people who are not Hindi filmmakers as such they come from like with the exception there are exceptions like Anand del Rai and all the people who Indian in that way you know even Anurag yeah. for all his, his 7 billion video uh dvds of, of european uh, masters or whatever he's yeah. at heart he can make a gangster for Sepur, which is basically a celebration of hindi cinema mm, yeah you know that's like a that's that's what he is but when you look at a lot of the others they think in english they write in english they were very influenced by english filmmakers so the the there is no indianness in them yeah and if you don't have that, and I was very pleasantly surprised by the fact that Vikas Bell made uh, Super Thirty because I didn't know that his earlier films did not give me that sense, you know. Yeah. That that I was very happy with that film. It was like it was done so well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's not so. I think that's the real problem not not the fact that you've lost the touch or something like that, but it's because with Tamil and with Telugu, you still find people making films who think in Tamil and Telugu and that sensibilities and for that audience in Hindi now, people make movies mainly for people with an English English Anglicized sensibility. That is the real problem. It's not that that, uh, see, the biggest example in recent times that of what people want, really want, is the mega success of Bahubali from north to, to south from east to west. Yeah. that kind of success cannot happen if complete acceptance from the people does not happen it's like they were craving for something like that yeah. and they finally got it yeah so rajamali showed this is an indian film and this is indians are going to go in theaters in droves and watch that movie yeah that so it's that that indianness is not very visible in hindi cinema today right because you have uh, uh most movies cater to a very specific uh subset of of a very urban kind of population, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's yeah. that kind of movie. If it's well made in that that milieu, it is well made in that milieu. I think that's the main problem that people don't have that sensibility anymore. Like, uh, like that's what it is. See, like, like one of the like when Farah Khan made Mehuna, yeah, she had the sensibility. She knew every cliche from masala cinema, and she reinvented those with humor and with class and grace and style and lots of like a vision yeah right so that movies just really work like gangbusters but you don't find people like that anymore that's the main problem it's like it's not that they've lost their touch or something like that it's just that the majority of people working in hindi cinema right now are these anglicized kind of filmmakers who are you know, for better or worse, not very fond of masala cinema. Yeah, so that's that's, that's what it is.
1: You know, recently I, I did a video of comparing the treatment of master with war. And, you know, I came to the same conclusion that how much, you know, there's so much Indianness, so much Desi-ness into, you know, Master that all the things are connected, you know, to the roots. Whereas war is just, you know, trying to be Mission Impossible and set also outside, you know, not even in India. I think, that, uh, you know, that's the thing which differentiates it very well. Uh, do we still have time? Uh, uh, like, I would like to wrap up soon. Yes. So you know, uh, I want to talk about. So all my podcasts, I I ask these people uh, something, and most people are youngsters. And I didn't have this question, but uh, my father asked me, "Will you ask him this also?" And I was like, "No." I was like, "Why not ask him?" So it's about uh, uh, relationships and balancing the life, you know, as as a you know, the, because as as I said in the beginning, because it in it requires a lot of time from your side, and it's not like a nine to five job, and you can I, turn I it think, off.
0: I think that's true of any job. I think that's that's. That like like you're a filmmaker. Yeah. Uh if you're a filmmaker, I have seen people live in cots in their editing suite for yeah. months while they're making a movie while their family is waiting elsewhere. Yeah. But compared to that, there is nothing. I don't think I don't think there is any uh, uh you know there, there are there are peculiar jobs see the only I don't I think it's only the government jobs that really allow you to be there at 9 and then leave correctly at 5 and have a 2 hour lunch break almost every job other job private jobs are going to take a lot of time and and now we are see earlier at least it was possible to switch off when you came home because there was only a rotary phone yeah. and 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 people never called uh after a point because even if they called, the files would be in office or something like that and you can't go back or something like that yeah now everything is online computer phone this that so work is 24 7. i think the trick is to kind of one of the greatest things that i have done for myself is to not treat sunday as a holiday yeah uh is to kind of if sunday happens because if, if x actor says i'm free only on sunday and i can give you an interview only on sunday I'm not going to say no. Yeah. But what I'll do then is maybe I'll take Monday off or I'll take Tuesday off. That flexibility is there. Yeah. But you have to understand that every job comes with its own set of uh, challenges, uh, challenges which will affect your friendships, your relationships, your uh, everything, your, your way of being, your way of, 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 of thing. Because when, when people are working to put together a movie, yeah. Uh, they forget the outside world exists and I think that's one of the nicest things. That was one of the more interesting things about Sarah's which we just saw. It's like, yeah. you know, making a movie is so difficult. And this girl is putting her relationship on the line because she's like, I really want to make a movie, but I don't want to get into the situation. And it's it's true with, with a lot of jobs see you will find forget me, my kind of job you will find entrepreneurs who are like you know all these top top not CEOs and all that they are on call 24/7 yeah they cannot afford to take uh, a time off or something like that even on vacation they'll be checking their phone and stuff like that that's the world today yeah. so to kind of expect some magical world where you get Saturdays and Sundays off to spend with the family and go on you know weekend tour and this and that and all that doesn't happen because then you have to choose that kind of a job yeah. that's, you have to say that's my priority and I will choose that kind of a job if you yeah. don't then then it's kind of a then I would say if you want that kind of a job then make this a hobby because here you are at the mercy of the timings of films the timings of films dropping in theaters or on ott uh, you're you're at the mercy of the timings of film stars interview schedules all these things are out of your control completely yeah like like i have i this week i have a couple of interviews at at a couple of very inconvenient times so but but what do you do It's that's that's the work you can't yeah. you can't uh, think and you and you're enjoying the work. So I think it is very necessary before. That is what I tell people. Like whenever students say, oh, I want to become a film critic, and I start, I tell them, see, listen. From the outside, it looks very glamorous. You know, I'm going to Cannes and Venice Film Festival, and you know this and that and all that kind of stuff. And you know, it looks like you know I'm interviewing all the top things and all that. But it's like a treadmill. It's like a non-stop treadmill. Yeah and you have to want to be on that treadmill yeah uh you know like today you have a lot of so-called film critics like who spend more time on twitter than they do actually uh putting out content you know uh whatever it is you know it's 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 like a it's like i don't even know why you you, you know you would be called a film critic if you're not reviewing almost every single film that's out there yeah but that's the job that's the, that's that's the job. And that's why you are given the salary that you've been given or, or being asked, like, like, uh, you're talking about me. I, I mean, I, I, I bow my head to my boss, Anupama Chopra. You know, she's like... She runs the company. She can afford to just, you know, direct traffic and say, okay, you do this, you do that. But she works harder than all of us put together. She does so much work. And I'm like, that comes from your enthusiasm for the job, your willingness to learn, your realization that we're at a very important turning point in Indian cinema because of OTT. This is a very crucial moment. and, And if you don't utilize this moment, a lot of things will go wrong. Yeah. You know, it's all that that happens. It's it's an unsteady field. Yeah. Like I know a lot of filmmakers today are very nervous because uh, they had these plans and they have the screenplay written. But then COVID happened. And today there are no financiers because yeah. nobody knows when things will happen. So they're, they're not sure what to do now. See, anything can happen at any point in time. Yeah. So if there is no safety or guarantee in any job right Can yeah. you take it like this if you want that then you have to take a government job and just be uh happy though even that as share recently showed us uh can can cause a lot of angst and trouble and yeah. if you don't toe the line and things like that so i would say yeah it all depends on this is a job it has its own peculiar requirements you have to abide by those requirements and yeah. you can't pick and choose the movies you want to review you have to want to review like almost all the big important films, yeah, even if they don't have big stars, that's the job. Yeah. And if you don't want to do the job, then you shouldn't do the job. But I want to do the job, so I do the job. Yeah. That's all there is to it. <laughs> and
1: la- last question. Uh, do you believe in leaving behind a legacy?
0: No. I. Okay, let me put it this way. I... I'm not working towards leaving behind a legacy because that means thinking too much in the future because then I think it might mess with my mind because I would want to write a certain way or present review videos a certain way. I just think about for me it's the now. It's it's the yeah. present that matters, right? If somebody says later that that X was this good film critic, that's that's a bonus. But the point is that whatever content goes out now, yeah. That should be the best quality that you you can do at that particular point of time. Yeah. That's the only thing you can really guarantee because legacy and all these things are all beyond your control. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could be popular today, tomorrow, 10 years later, people will be like, oh my God, Bharadwaj Raman, you wrote the most boring reviews. You know, it's like, you never know how how it's going to be, yeah. uh, you know, received later. So no, I don't think about legacy, but I do uh, believe in trying to do the best that you can for the job at hand, because yeah. that's the only thing you really can control. You know, you, you cannot, uh, everything else is beyond your control. So yeah. anyway. So thank you, Nona. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for having me on your show, and uh, it's been a long, interesting chat. Yeah, sir. So, and th- thank you, sir, for your time and your insights. And no, yours. no, not at all. It's it's been such a pleasure. Uh, really, keep up your good work. I love watching what you do. Thank you, sir. And uh, keep your uh, enthusiasm for film alive. Yes,
1: I think for me it's a landmark day in my life, uh, talking to you, and uh, it was it was just a pleasure. Thank thank you, sir. Thank, thank you, you for your time. Thank Thanks. You.
2: See ya. Bye. Bye. bye.
1: See. Ya. Bye. So, guys, that was the podcast. I hope you had a good time because I definitely did. For more such content, do like, share, and subscribe to the channel. If you're new here, do check out other videos, and I'll see you next time. Stay home. Stay safe.